When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Welcome on into the No Off Days podcast. I'm Scott Smith. We got Chris Cato. We got BK in the booth. And we are, we're, we're past Halloween. So you know what that means in the Smith household? The Time good, to put up the Christmas the, the tree. The Christmas tree is up, baby. Is it really? It's already up. It's it? already up. Oh, man. And this is what I'm saying. We've talked about this before, about merging Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Yes. We, we want them to kind of come together. There's certain things that they can share. And uh, and so I got to have the tree up. I got to feel it. And, and I'm, I'm starting to feel it. Yours is really already up. You've done that. For sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, the kids well, are all about it. So that's part of it. But I also, it makes me feel happy. Yeah, it's, you it's know, funny. having you that know, nightlight in the house. <laughs> you have the lights on it's it and everything giant, already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's one of those trees. Oh, it's I mean, a, it's not, I didn't go, uh, I'm not a lumberjack. I didn't, despite the look, I didn't go chop it down. So this is the one that we pull out. It's in four pieces, maybe yes. three pieces. And okay. you just put it in the thing, yeah. pop, pop, and it's done. And it, it's pre-lit and it just, it falls open. You know, I, so. okay, if it's like, I had one for years, just like that, and it got tossed this past, after Christmas, because it was also three pieces, but it was, you had to, it was painstaking to bend the little branches little out, yeah, it's and, not and my heavy. pieces wouldn't fit together anymore, and oh, the lights, wow. it was pre-lit, the lights went out. So I was putting lights on top of lights to make it, and so I tossed it. But yeah. now I've got to get a replacement. Yeah, they're expensive too. Man. I know. <laughs> and, you know and you know what I said? I, I said to myself, I said, Chris. I, I said, Chris, you buy that thing right after Christmas, you know? But no, now it is. You know, I've waited around to the last minute. So I'm well, we pay. have some loaders if you want, like the little guy, a little you know, Charlie you Brown. Little, <laughs> we we can loan it to you this Christmas. A little Charlie Brown tree. Know. Maybe maybe well, it's too soon. I'm know. glad you're getting in the spirit. BK, is it too soon? Is it too soon to start bringing in? I mean. I'm not listening to the Christmas music yet. That, that'll okay. be at least another couple of weeks. But, but doesn't it seem kind of out of place, or does it seem completely? No, it always it feels out of place when it's not there. Wow. Like I would <laughs> look if I could have Christmas decorations year round. I love it, like when it's on the houses too. Like yeah, I, I just it makes me happy. So. But okay, bah humbug. But the All HOA right. won't let him leave the lights up year round, so, <laughs> or else, he, or else he would. Well, it's just the shame. It's the external pressure I feel to conform to society's, you know, the, these rules that are in place that no, my, have my lights have it? to come down. Have you done this before this early? Yeah, we usually do. Really? We, we usually hit it. Yeah, right around Halloween. See, I thought you'd get burned out just after a while. No, I, don't. There's I do agree that it goes by so fast. And if you wait, I usually am big, like, I got to wait until the day after Thanksgiving to put it up. But then it goes by so fast. It's only there for like five weeks. I know. And, and don't you get sad when you have to take the, the Christmas stuff down? I do. Is there a part of you that dies? Be honest. That dies? Well, yeah. yeah I'm, figuratively. No. Right. Inside. You, you say, you know, it's sad. Like, yeah, Christmas is over. Is I, I got to no, wait. No, it's, it's more like the day your vacation ends. All right. It's time to get yeah. back, so you kind of that, switch. Yes, that. that's so an awful feeling too. Yeah. Well, it is, but it, you know, <laughs> you know, you got to go back. back. To it's not going to last forever. So go ahead. I mean, I'm talking. Sue's presents are open. 
I'm pulling things off the tree. Really? Oh, man. Oh, it man. Just, it, How, I mean, your daughters did not, they weren't cool with that. No, no they, way. I mean, it, it's normally like the day or two. If it, Christmas falls like on a Friday, oh, yeah, it's gone by. It's Saturday. not going oh, to see wow. the new year at the, at the oh, King House. Never. Okay. Wow. Never. Oh. No. Just move on. <laughs> Got things to do. God, You're right. There's another holiday around Scrooge. the corner. Yeah. Ah, all right. Okay. What do we got on today's big program? Got a good show. We got Drew McIntyre, six-time WWE champion. You know, we got Royal Rumble coming to the Bay Area. Royal I think Rumble. less than a hundred days. It's about eighty-something days out. It's a big yeah. deal. Oh, man. Oh, it's a huge. I've got deal. a. Is that what he goes by in the ring, Drew McIntyre? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a. Well, you want to call him something else? Yeah, exactly. well, I just, do. You then know, he's gonna. He's got something for you, buddy. <laughs> well, look, you're soloing the interview, so I'm not worried okay. about it. Yeah. He, he can body slam you, but you know, wrestlers usually have like some kind of. Not that Drew McIntyre isn't a wonderful name, but you know, some like well, you know. I uh, don't know that that's his like birth name. The slasher. I don't, I don't want to. Are we giving too much behind the scenes? I don't want to give behind the scenes. Okay, no, it's All part right. of the mystique. Have you okay. seen this guy? No. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't mess with him for sure. Uh, I would love to see him mess with you though. That that would be a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah. So, do you know the difference between because we had WrestleMania here, but now this is Royal Rumble. Do you know the difference? Is Royal Rumble where like everybody jumps in the ring and then the last one standing is? I have no idea. The last one standing's it. This WrestleMania is, is like the Super Bowl. They have matches. Yeah. Nonstop, you know, maybe two days or something. But I, I think Royal Rumbles. Yeah. They have a female division, a male division. And Wait, it's just everybody's chaos. in the cage at the same time. That's what I think. Yeah. I could be wrong. The, I, I, haven't, I used to be big on the WWF when it was WWF. Now it's WWE yeah. for years. But it was I, like uh, 30 I, years I, ago. I know. <laughs> uh, when it was hey, Hulk Hogan. A couple Hogan, weeks ago, you know. I'm just saying, I saw the initial Royal Rumbles, and it was everyone in the ring at once. And yeah. it was chaos. And if you got tossed, you were eliminated. A lot of chairs. A lot of chairs. A lot, lot of chairs. A lot of bodies flying. So yes. hopefully it's still. Don't wrestlers come out like periodically so like one like two will be in the oh, ring and then yeah. all of a sudden you hear the theme music of another and he comes Ooh. running down yeah oh that's see that's more fun see that me. is fun yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. so that'd be pretty cool it's going on at the yingling center anyway we'll get into all that okay very good at the end of the show at the end of the show we're going to kind of tie in with some wrestling and maybe give you a little quiz tied in with wrestlers how well you know wrestlers names well and, well if this is an i already know, yeah, I know drew mcintyre <laughs> well hopefully these are circa 1992 yeah, and we'll be uh, okay king kong bundy there you go yes he was a wrestler <laughs> okay very good looking cool. forward to it all thanks. right thanks BK. if you're listening and you want to watch go to fox13news.com slash nod pod if you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe take out your phone zap that qr code on the screen in the bottom right hand corner and you can find all our shows and you know if you don't like them go to the next one and if you really don't like them then kato's going to give you the stone cold stunner uh please subscribe fox13news.com slash nod pod but that's Probably after your time, right? No, I remember okay. that one. All I right. remember that one. Very good. Yeah. All right. So uh, this week in the NFL, you coming off this tough, you know, locally this Bucks loss and, and everybody's Yuck. kind of, you know, yeah. clenched fist. Uh, people, you know, jobs need to be lost over this. I want to kind of go over what it, what midseason firings look like when they are appropriate when they maybe don't make any sense when they're just simply reflexive i mean we've seen it with the raiders right so raiders can josh mcdaniels uh last week they celebrated with victory cigars the, the culture's changed everything's better now that josh mcdaniels is out purportedly uh which it's a fascinating what kind of transpired in that little study but what's your thought on that is when is it appropriate for a mid-season coaching change well, case-by-case case basis, they're not all the same. And this McDaniel situation, I think, is certainly unique and different in the fact that he had reportedly lost the 
locker room. He had players and his assistant coaches. They had this players. Uh, they had this meeting before their final loss to the Lions, in which the players and the, his assistants basically ripped him and said, "We don't like how you run meetings. We don't like that you're often blaming players for play calling issues, and we don't like you overcorrecting mistakes all the time during practice." Um, it was kind of a, a heart to heart, you know, meeting like that, and after they lose the Lions, then he gets fired. So my point is, I think the situation is unusual because he had lost the locker room, had lost the respect of his players and coaches. And when you have, uh, especially your star players, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, that are going to the having dinners with Mark Davis on the side and saying, hey, these are the problems, um, that's not a sustainable situation. So I think he had to go. But not all coaching situations are like yeah. that. That, that was uh, the little meeting that they had. They said it was an airing of the grievances, which, of course, Festivus. May, I, yeah, yes. I was like, Festivus yeah. has come early. Um, but, yeah, no, this was a different uh, outcome in that regard. What I thought was really fascinating, because do you remember the story? It happened like a week or so ago when a fake story came out about why Josh McDaniels was fired, and it had to do with his Halloween costume, him dressing up like Mark Davis. I did hear that, yes. And then Mark Davis says, oh, that's really funny, and then um, let's take you out to lunch, and they have a, a fortune cookie after lunch, and inside <laughs> inside the fortune cookie, it said you're fired, and this was a fake story, but I, I love that fake story. And I maybe wanted not so too, much. Maybe not too far <laughs> removed from the truth. But anyway, what actually supposedly happened is that, that – uh, Antonio Pierce, who's one of his assistant coaches, who's now the interim coach of the Raiders, uh, is you know talking to the to the group. He's trying to like galvanize the bunch, and he's saying, "Hey, like, you know, kind of reminds me of the 2007 Giants, a team that won the Super Bowl. You know, there was there was no team that we felt like we could not beat, and that includes the New England Patriots that year, the team that had been undefeated. And and then after the meeting, you know, Josh McDaniels says." Don't ever talk about the Patriots. Like, seriously saying, don't ever talk really? about the Patriots. This is what happened? Yes. Oh. Based on multiple reports. Uh, so that kind of a bizarre interaction, and maybe that had something to do with why Pierce took over as interim coach because Mark Davis says, give me a guy that believes we can win every game. Yeah. So, look, here's here's my two situations where I think firing midseason is good or appropriate, right? So one is the number one thing. If you lose the locker room, right? Now, this can be a weird deal because sometimes you lose the locker room simply because you're not winning. And so you, you can have coaches that players don't really love, they don't like, they think you're too strict, they think you spend too much time in meetings or too much time harping on things that don't matter. Right? Everybody has an opinion, and when you're winning, it all gets smoothed over. That's true. Amazingly. Yes. But when you're not winning and all those little personal grievances kind of come into play, now it's, hey, you've lost the locker room. When, when it happens with leaders – that's the issue because you can, you know, guys kind of on the, the tertiary, the, you know, the backups, it doesn't really matter as much if you lose them. If you lose your main guys, yeah. then that's when, you know, the Devontae Adams of the world. So that's number one. Number two, I would say if it gives you any type of competitive advantage in nailing that first, that next hire, right? Getting out in front of the other Getting out in front. Teams. Now, there's, yeah. you know, some legal loopholes that you kind of have to go through because, well, you're not allowed to contact other NFL coaches. And, you know, most – I'm pretty sure it's the same in, col in the college game mm -hmm. that, you know – but you know how it works, right? You can backdoor channels, through agents, yes. and mm -hmm. say, "Hey, hey, hey, this yeah. is a good spot." Anyway, so those are the two situations where, yeah, I get it; it makes sense. You know, in the Buck situation, first of all, I like Todd Bowles. You know, and I don't think it would make any sense. 
for him to be fired at this point in the season. Because, um, first of all, I'm not I'm not convinced that Todd Bowles is really the main issue. Right. Um, and, you know, obviously his, his head coaching record has, has not been great. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, there was – it was all offense – offensive issues, offensive issues for the first, you know, what – seven games of the season right. and now you know the defense and it's like oh he's got to go yeah so it's kind of I, yeah. reflexive i don't buy that bulls is in trouble either I, the glazers are patient right so bulls is 11 and 14 now in his second season and they're in a division that they could still win and you can't you, so you can't so you remember there were talks uh, last week before the trade deadline teams were contacting the bucks about mike evans they're not going to trade Mike Evans when there's a strong possibility they could win the division. And same thing with your coach. You're not going to cut bait on a coach when you could very well end up with nine wins. Eight or nine – eight wins could get you the division. So, yeah, it's not the, the – I don't – I don't think Bowles is in harm's way at all. Here. Well, he, I mean, he's, his name pops up on the, the hot the hot seat. You know, you yeah. got the Eberfluses, yeah. you got the Belichick's. The Eberfluses, you know, yes. The, well, who, who do you think are, you know, if, if the Raiders are really needing to get out in front of other teams, they're going to fire their coaches in the search. So who do you think? And we see every season, five to I ten don't, I don't coaches. know. I don't even know that that's it. Like, if that's – I think the motivation is – the Raiders do this. Yeah, right. That's I mean, just, they're just they, being they, this is some. This is a Raider move. You know, like but, they just kind of say they act a little impulsively, and uh, it's a it's a Davis family trait, and yeah. and so that's what they're they're gonna do. I don't know that it's because they're trying to get out in front of the next time. Although I'm sure they're gonna use this opportunity to try to do that. Or, or maybe they give Pierce a chance to prove he's the guy. This gives him. Yeah. More Does Josh McDaniels get another, another crack? Probably, probably not. Not as head right? coach. So he is the only coach to have been fired in two two different stits in less than two seasons at both places. Like, that's hard to do. He has not had two complete seasons. Uh, I mean, we all know he's going back to New England. At some oh, point, yeah. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with Bill O'Brien, but, uh, yeah, McDaniels is going back. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little football now. Um, all right. So we have uh, – last week we had some really big games. Oh, man. It was great. And – and a lot of them lived up to the high. We're talking college football now, right? Oh, college football. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, so I didn't know that I needed it. When I, you, you gave me that glimmer. I thought you knew. We, we, yes, we're talking about college football. All right. So, but this week, we want most interesting, most compelling games. And uh, and for that, let's – BK, do you have a game? I, I don't want to leave you out. I want to make sure that if you have a game. Yeah, I got a, I got a game. He okay. always has a All good right. one. All right. So, let's bring it in here and um, – Let's give let's give the folks at home the, the most compelling games to watch oh, this shoot. weekend. Doesn't have to necessarily be the highest ranked teams, but like games that you just think are gonna well, see, be a good draw. I'm torn between two. I don't know which ones y'all got. Uh, Throw them out there. I had Florida at LSU. Okay. And I had Oklahoma State and UCF. Oh, see, we not, never have to worry about you yeah. picking okay. the same You're game. You're always off the grid. Florida yeah. and LSU. Let's All right, do give that me one. a give me a quick summary on both. What, why? Florida you like and L- Florida's five and four. They have three games left. They got to win yeah, one of the next three to be bowl eligible. Next three games at LSU this weekend, mm-hmm. at Missouri, mm-hmm. then Florida State at home. Cool. Man, that is tough. That is wow, tough. Wow, they might really not get to a bowl game. Right. So, I mean, this Jaden Daniels, he got you know knocked out of the Bama game. So you know we don't know what his status mm-hmm. is for the game. This may be their best shot to get bowl eligible. And, and bowl eligible, it's not just so much getting to a bowl. It's had extra practices, as you know, you know, that these teams have. So, I mean, as young as this Florida team is, Napier really needs a bowl season yeah. so he can get, like, 15 extra practices in. 
Uh, so that that's a that's a game that's I'll a be kind of watching. That's a good poll. All right, Okie State and uh, UCF. Oh, it's just it's my favorite. It's just a hangover game. Okie State's uh, coming off the Bedlam win. Right. They've won what five straight. They're on now, fire. Yeah, they're on yeah. fire. Bring in the, in the Gus seat. bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCF. They only won. I mean, up until last week, had not won since the end of September. And so you look at it, and I look at this, and I say, oh, it's a pretty good game. And you see the line, the opening line. And, Cato, you know what trap lines are. This two, is two and a half. Two and a half shocking. points. I know. Well, it is. Sorry, a, is, this, is this in Stillwater? No, no it's no, at no, UCF. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like, an advantage for the, the Knights there. They right. play well. But two and a half seems like, come on, you think yeah. that Oklahoma State, so there's something there that you think that maybe Vegas guys know. Hmm. So that one's kind of intriguing. Well, but I, I'd like to see what Oklahoma State's record is coming off Bedlam, like all time. That's a good point. Yeah, I just, maybe. I tell you this, I don't care what their record, they're on, they're on a tear now. Ever since they decided to run the offense through Ollie Gordon, it's yeah. been lights out. I think they're going to wind up in the Big 12 championship game against Texas, and they, and Gundy should could mess everything up for the Big 12 getting oh, in the playoff. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Boy. All right, Kato, what you got? Okay, so I'm going to go. I mean, I think this is an obvious one, but, uh, yeah, it's Michigan at Penn State because Michigan finally has no, to noon play. On Fox. Yeah, noon on Fox. Good point. Michigan finally has to play someone. They, they are, um, you know, ranked third in the country now. They're 9-0, and and they're yet to play a team with a pulse. Uh, Rutgers is pretty good. R- Rutgers, is, and I think we saw against Ohio State this past weekend, Rutgers has a very feisty squad, and Michigan took care of them. But outside of that, everyone's waiting for Michigan to prove it. Now, you have the circus around Michigan right now, which is this alleged sign-stealing scandal, and you have Penn State, who plays really well. This is a, I don't know if they're calling it a wideout game, but it's a home game at Happy Valley, so Michigan actually has to go on the road. And you got to know that James Franklin has changed his signals so that if there was an advantage that Michigan had, they're not going to have that. And that's a tight line, too. That's like that's like a four-point spread right now. And it's one of those where, wow, if Penn State does somehow pull off this upset, and, and maybe Michigan's, you know, maybe they're not as good as we think because they haven't. Penn State's been punched in the mouth. We kind of know what they are. Michigan hasn't been battle-tested. So you kind of wonder what that does to the Big Ten uh, playoff picture if Michigan takes an L. Uh yeah, probably not much. I mean, if they can bounce back. and I, mean, I don't know. It's the whole, like, three-team, uh, that trifecta. Yeah. You know, the tiebreaker when you have a three-team pair. Like, or not a pair, but, like, you know, tie. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, you picked one of them that I had on. I don't want to sound like a homer, but I got to go USC at Oregon because this could be the game that decides who's going to the Pac-12 championship game. I mean... No, you've got a better one in the Pac-12, but go ahead. No, I don't think so. If you're referencing the Utah-Washington yeah. game? Yeah. No, I don't think so because I don't think it affects anything. Honestly. If Washington loses... Washington's right. still okay. Yeah. You know, so Washington can lose that game True. and it's not going to impact. Um, I mean, if Utah wins and then, you know... Oregon scuffles oh. twice, then yeah, then I guess. But you're saying if Oregon loses, though, then if that's o- going if, to if Oregon loses, it uh, it certainly opens the door. It puts it gives again. Th- we're talking about if it's just Oregon and USC that have the same amount of conference losses as the end. Obviously, USC is going to get the edge if they beat Oregon in this yeah. one. So, and if Oregon wins here, um, 
you know, you still got the Civil War game. I'm trying to remember what if there's another one, what it is. Uh, maybe you can tell me, but it doesn't matter. They've anyway. got Arizona State, who's not very eh, good. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah. So, it's the same deal like the, the Ole Miss-Georgia game. Right. Like, I'm going to obviously be watching. That's a good one, too. It's a, it's a good one, but it's very similar to the Utah-Washington game. It doesn't really matter, right? It does, mm. Georgia can lose that game. That's it's true. not going to take them out of anything. It's not going to take them out of the SEC championship game. And the winner of the SEC is going to be represented, right? Yes. So unless somehow that team ends up there with a, with a couple losses, so yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think Ole Miss is, you know, their cake is pretty much baked at this point. Like they don't have a path, right? So it would take significant stumbling by Bama. They you would know, need some help. Happen. They would need some help. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go okay. Trojans and Ducks. Okay. And I'm yeah. gonna go up. I'm gonna be in the suite with Peter. Jenkins. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The skybox at Autzen Stadium. Right. That's right. All right, Chris, you know, FSU, obviously, they're on a roll. And uh, here I am thinking that it has to do with, like, Jordan Travis and Keon Coleman, Jared versus, like, all these big names, right? Of course, yeah. And most people would probably think that, but I think most people would be incorrect, okay? Because I'm learning about something else now. What? They have a secret weapon. Indeed, they do. This would be uh, Garnet the Goldfish. This is, okay, this is a thing. A goldfish is now part of the mystique of FSU football at this point. Can you believe this? Uh, no, I can't, but I do now because I'm looking at some of these images. Apparently it travels to, or he, I should say he, I'm assuming he, we do. <laughs> Garnet travels to all the games. Has been to all of the games. Yeah, yeah. In, in, like goes in a bag. Even, I, even I can't imagine games. that's very healthy for a, a young goldfish to go through, but but uh, big football fan, uh, travels, the, the results, you know, you can't argue with them. You're getting wins each and every week. So I guess the question I have is whether it's like the same goldfish, because there's one thing I, I know about goldfish right. is that, um, and I don't know much, but they all look exactly the same and they cost about 15 cents. So And all the ones I've had have gone, had a nice eulogy to the toilet maybe five days after I got them. So here's what I was thinking. Maybe we could verify whether or not it's the same goldfish. Like try to okay. find yeah. garnet? Or if okay. there's like some type of ruse going on. All right. Ready? Yeah. Sure. So joining us now is uh, Reagan Seifried. She's actually the the aunt. Are you the aunt of Garnet the goldfish? And you're you're I in am. caretaker. I am. While, while Jack is at work getting money to feed Garnet, I I am here for him. It, yeah, Jack Jack Hainus. Hainus. Jack is Jack is Garnet's owner. Okay, J- Jack is the one that has started this thing, right? He is, yes. he is the founder and the uh, the father of Jack, or of, of Garnet. And uh, so how did this start? And, and is this uh, is this a real thing? Is this real really happening? Yeah, so this started right before the FSU-LSU game. He kind of just had a crazy idea, like, why not just bring a goldfish to the game? Of course. And it was just a joke for friends and other students and then we won so it's like we had to just keep bringing him because he kept he kept winning and it's the same same goldfish Reagan yeah it has been the same goldfish he is really well taken care of this is the same one that Mike Norvell held Kirk Herb Street mm. even the FSU president has held him so well this is you guys Jack especially has to be feeling a lot of pressure now because FSU is obviously undefeated, ranked fourth in the country, could win a national championship, but it really all rests apparently on you, your ability to keep to keep Garnet 
uh, not going belly up there. So are you guys feeling like, or do you check on him like more times than you normally would? Or are you giving him like, um, you know, performance enhancing? Uh, What's the filtration system like in his tank? Um, so this is his tank right now. He's actually working to get him a bigger one. Um, oh, good. He deserves he, it. He has a regular like water change every two to three days. Okay. He's he's really well taken care of. But yeah, it's definitely a lot of pressure now on Garnet. He's been getting more popular as the games go on. So it's a lot of pressure, but he's he's doing good. Yeah. He's doing good. The, he's handling it very well. The hope of Knowles Nation uh, lays heavy on those scaly little shoulders. And uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know I don't know if fish have shoulders, but I know he has big ones. And he's, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I, I can tell by the way he's kind of gallivanting in his little, um, his pond, his little nestuary there, that he's uh, that he's ready for the challenge. How, how does he? He's I, definitely ready for Miami, the challenge against Miami this week. I, I think he'll be swimming just fine against Miami. I'm curious, <laughs> though, just knowing stadium security and, and how you go through, how does Garnet get into the games? Like, is there, I know he's a celebrity now, but at first it had to be tricky. So yeah, in the beginning, he had to, we kind of hit him in clothing to just <laughs> impress security. Once we got past security, then he was fine the rest of the game. Um, he had no problems, but it was an interesting task to do it at the away games. Um, like for at Boston, for instance, since it was rainy and cold, I was wearing a sweatshirt and a poncho. So I actually put him like in my sweatshirt and use that as a disguise so we've had to come up with unique ways but <laughs> now great. thankfully joe campbell is happy to have him there so it, it's a lot of sloshing you know and i gotta be honest i'm worried i'm worried about uh, little garnet there that he might you know get in the excitement of the moment right sure. i mean you got tens yeah. of thousands of people squished in on you that uh you know the bag might pop. <laughs> what happens if the bag pops? Do you guys have a plan? A backup? We do, we do have an extra bag and nice. we keep extra water um, at all games. He has backups of everything just in case. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he also is very careful with, with Garnet during the games um, and will not let any, anything happen to him. So even, even with the excitement, Garnet is put first. So, Chris, you did some research uh, right before this about our friend Jack, who is working to pay for all the bills that yeah. medical bills and everything that could happen down the road potentially with Garnet. Um, so, you learned something else about him, though. I've learned that this isn't the craziest thing he's done for his beloved Seminoles. Jack is the guy. I remember this story going viral, of, you know, a couple years ago in, in Mike Norvell's first season. This Florida State fan who was so excited to have Norvell as coach. And they were playing UNC, and he holds up a sign that, you know, winds up being plastered all over ESPN and everywhere else that says, uh, if Norvell beats UNC, I will get this tattoo. If, if FSU beats UNC, I'll get this tattoo. And it's a picture of Mike Norvell as a uh, high school player when he had a nice <laughs> little uh, spotty mustache and a nice little mullet. And, uh, and so FSU won. And so Jack, the owner of Garnett, now still has this tattoo of Mike Norvell on his thigh. So it's a big commitment. Do you um, question your friendships at all, Reagan? Are you are you totally <laughs> comfortable with this? 
I mean, I have gone to every game the last two years as well, so I've seen some crazy things, and honestly, I'm all here for it. After the tattoo, especially, like, Garnet going, going to every game is not the craziest thing to have happened, so it's fun. It, it brings a positive energy to college football. So. Well, we love it, and, you know, I, I look, I've, I just did a little research on goldfish. They can live up to 15 years. So if this goes according to plan, I mean, I know that they have that beautiful statue of Bobby outside the football facility, right? but there may be something in play if we can run this thing out to Garnet's full life potential. This know? is a dynasty, a goldfish dynasty in the making. I think so. Well, we want to thank you for being a part of the No Off Days podcast. And um, in whatever way you guys communicate, I know we don't tap on glass, but uh, can you just give him our appreciation to Garnet, that is. And Jack, whenever and yes. you know any other tattoos that he plans on adding to, please, can you break that news here on the Nod Pod? I will. Maybe if we win the national championship this year, he might have to get a, a Garnet tattoo on the other. Oh on the other. yeah, uh, and maybe Garnet can have a mate. Garnet and gold, yes. two fish. Beautiful. I know we love yes. it though, but thank you for sharing Garnet with us so much. Uh, the yes, no- thank you for having us. <laughs> The wonderful aunt of Garnet, that would be Reagan Seyfried. All right. How about that? They got some mojo going. I mean, whenever you in, bring in animals, you got rally, you know, monkeys and cats and dogs and, and goldfish. I never would have thought that the goldfish is the key to the Noel's success, but there you go. Yep. Tim around the ring. And now, oh, a back body well, our guest has been dominating the ring for a while now. Two-time WWE World Champion Drew McIntyre joins us. And, you know, Drew, I realize it's it's just not the same without intro music and maybe some pyrotechnics. And I do apologize for that. Uh, I got to imagine, though, any introduction of you, of you without that, it's a little bit of a letdown, right? Sorry, I can fix that. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. There, now it feels it feels okay. it feels a lot better. <laughs> You I've do. always got a star to add. This is a smaller version, not the one I use in TV. It, Angela uh, is Angela's five foot long. Dave here is only about three feet long. Wow, that's it's handy. You know, carry it with you at all times. Do you have a a favorite entrance of all time? For me, I probably would say my entrance uh, WrestleMania thirty five. Uh, Russell Roman Reigns, and there's about 80,000 people there, so a lot of people. But I had um, a bunch of bagpipers come out and, um, you know, stand at each side of me, created a little a little entranceway for me, playing my theme music, and I walked right through the middle of them with all the fire going off behind us, so that was pretty cool. Incredible. Yeah. What's going through your mind as you are walking toward the ring? Is it simply, hey, I'm thinking game plan? Are you, are you flexing for the muscles, you know, for the cameras? What, what do you... What's going through the mind as you get ready to, to go? Uh, I mean, I guess those are those are in your mind, but for me, it's mostly trying to control your adrenaline because it's just through the roof. Yeah. You know, when you have an event that big, uh, like the Royal Rumble that's coming up, you have tens of thousands of people in the arena and the stadium creating such an insane atmosphere. Uh, for me, it's the dream of what it since I was a kid. So I'm just trying to control that adrenaline because if you let it get too far, I've always imagined me going out there, getting too excited and passing out because <laughs> it's just so overwhelming. Uh, but at the same time, it's also trying to enjoy that moment, embrace that moment and take it in because one day, you know, I'll be retired. I'll be sitting down. All I'll have is the memories. And I want to remember those moments, like those big entrances at those big shows. So when I was a kid, I was so nervous. 
I never took anything in. I was so worried about the flights and what you said, worried about the cameras. I can't recall those moments because I was so tense. Mm. So I try and keep myself relaxed so I can retain all these special memories. Well, speaking of big moments, we got one coming up here in Tampa, January 27th. It is Royal Rumble. You won it back in 2020. What are folks in for come January 27th? Nonstop action. So you're in for it. it's WrestleMania season. Um, it's awesome in the um, you know Tampa Bay area at the Tropicana, where I grew up for so long, uh, from 22 years old to my mid-30s. That's where I became a man, and I'm returning back home for this show. For fans that know already, I'd have to tell you, for lapsed fans, for new fans, Royal Rumble's the show to check out, especially live. Um, if you've not seen WWE, we have over-the-top spectacles that you've never seen in your life. The entrances, I have my five-foot sword, it shoots fire. You know, other people have very similar entrances. There's non-stop fireworks throughout the show. And then the in-ring aspect, the athleticism is off the chart. With the Royal Rumble itself, you're going to get introduced to about 70 different characters. You get a men's rumble, a female's rumble, 30 men, 30 women, all trying to throw each other over the top rope. And whoever's left standing in each match can challenge the world uh, champion at WrestleMania and hopefully become a uh, world champion. So if you've not checked out WWE in a while, this is the show to check out. This is the one you're going to come to and say, why have I been watching WWE for so long? Because it's freaking awesome and it's something for everybody. You mentioned your time here in Tampa. Uh, what do you remember most about living here? What was, what was your favorite aspect about being uh, a Tampa? everything uh as i say i literally became a man um in the area and a lot of crazy crazy years because there's a lot of fun to be had in the area um and everybody's just so friendly i miss the banter i miss the chat with everybody i miss my friends in the area and i miss the constant sunshine like where i'm at now in nashville seasons i hate seasons i grew up in scotland it's cold and wet all the time and then I moved to America and I moved to Tampa and I went, saw the palm trees and the beach, and the sun. And I went, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is the dream right here. So I missed it a lot. Uh, but I'm excited yeah, to get back, get to the local areas, meet people I've not seen in a while. But also, like I say, have the banter, have the laugh with everybody um, before the show and especially after the show to celebrate. We had WrestleMania not too long ago, but uh, last time we had Royal Rumble was back in 1995. Uh, I believe you were 10 years old at the time, Drew. So we had the guys like uh, British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels, in that Ted DiBiase. Uh, w w at that age, were you already locked in on this is the future? Or what? what's 10-year-old Drew thinking at that time? Oh, yeah. I'd already decided four years before that. That was wow. what I was going to do. I was going to be in WWE. had my family meeting, you know, gathered everyone together, as my dad <laughs> tells me, and told them I'm going to be a wrestler. <laughs> Sure you are, Drew, because every kid says that aren't his thing. It's going to be astronauts, ride T-Rexes professionally, and be wrestlers <laughs> or whatever. And, uh, I never deviated from the plan. I knew what I wanted to do. As soon as I saw it, it's almost like it was in my blood and was meant to be. And I remember watching that Royal Rumble. Um, I believe Shawn Michaels won that year, um, who was my favorite Bret Hart's nemesis. So I was very upset. Before I let you go, Drew, uh, I'd like to attempt one of your finishing moves on uh, my co-host, Chris, uh, who gets a little mouthy. And uh, is what would you recommend and how might I execute it? I mean, I don't recommend doing the Claymore. No. Because uh, it hurts me as much as my opponent sometimes. You have to run across the room, j jump in the air, and kick your opponent <laughs> or Chris in the face. Yeah. Then you have to land down and you're, you're back on the floor, which doesn't feel good. So I have another move called the Glasgow Kiss. If you've ever been to Glasgow in Scotland, don't ask for a kiss from anybody because it means you're <laughs> going to get headbutted between the eyes. So maybe give him a little, say, here, buddy, I'm going to give you a quick kiss. You go, and he's 
surprise right between the eyes. <laughs> That's a good poll. I think I'm going to have to pull that off. Well, we are looking forward to it. Royal Rumble coming to the Tampa Bay area uh, as the new year turns over. Drew McIntyre, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me, bud. Can't wait to get back home for Drew McIntyre homecoming. Royal Rumble. <laughs> and good luck on those T-Rexes still. Still one of those stars uh, to shoot for. Yeah, I'm still dreaming about that one. It's the one I've not made happen yet, you know. I'm working on it on the side. It's a very big project. <laughs> right, it doesn't right. turn out like Jurassic Park. <laughs> there you go. All right, Chris, you weren't here for the interview, but, um, you know, just uh, you better be on your best behavior or you might have to bring it in real close. Why? What happened? Uh, I, you'll have to watch the interview <laughs> to, to find out. I've got some pointers here from my, my guy, Drew. So oh, let's, no. let's bring in BK. Uh, he is an entertaining guy. I mean, it's <laughs> You know, WWE, yes, like athleticism out the wazoo, right? But like these guys are entertainers for sure, yeah. and they know how to they know how to keep a uh, a podcasting audience. And it's, it was so cool how he loves Tampa. I mean, yeah. uh, so many of these wrestlers are from Tampa, and he's just so fond of Tampa. It's the wrestling hotbed. This is where Kato's wrestling career is going to launch from, too. <laughs> you have to always keep your head on a swivel. You never know when some guy at a gas station is going to try to put you in a <laughs> yeah. DDT or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Claymore well, wrestlers kick. everywhere. All right. What do we got? What do we, we got on, on deck here? Okay. In in the mood of wrestling and all that, I'm going to give you a name, and you tell me, is it a wrestler's stage name or a monster truck? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Two things. I don't know if they're similar or tied Tampa together. Tampa is also a monster truck hotbed, too. Yeah. So, Felt yeah. Entertainment sure is. So there you go. Thanks, Kato. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's good. We're going to start off with Swamp Thing. Is that a monster truck? Or a wrestler. I wanted to be a wrestler, and I want him to talk like uh, like Coach Olgeron. Oh, okay. uh, but that's probably Ooh, Tigers. That seems like a monster truck. I mean, it just I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I would have heard of that guy. Okay, I, I'll go monster trucks. You, I think I've seen that one actually roaming around Kennedy Boulevard here. It is a monster yeah, truck. That's a, this is his 20th anniversary. Okay, here's the next one. Happy anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Bulldozer, monster truck, or wrestler? Okay, this sounds like, uh, yeah, wrestler. I'm going to go wrestler. I'm going to say he's a bald wrestler that wears overalls and no shirt. <laughs> oh, like, hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll say, I'll say wrestler as well. I don't think you would name a truck bulldozer. It is monster truck. Ah, oh, that's that not a bulldozer. It doesn't have from, a blade. Ran from '97 to 2009 before retiring. Okay, How about that? Nice. Monster truck tricked retired. us there, Brian. Okay, next one, Rhino, with a Y. Rhino. Rhino. Uh, Republican in name only. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Rhino. It's a guy with a big horn, obviously. It sticks out of his uh, hat. He's got a big hat. It's like okay. a Viking hat turned sideways and a lot of, like, uh, animal skin. Um, Even though rhinos are hairless. Yes. Whatever, <laughs> scaly. This guy's not. Okay. He's, a lot, he's really hairy. So you think he's a wrestler. Yeah. I also think eventually you're going to give us a wrestler. Let's say wrestler. It's a wrestler from Detroit, Michigan. And Scott, he actually lost a run for the Michigan House of Representatives. In oh, 2016. He As was a, a rhino. He was. Wow. Wow. How about that? Yeah, how about that? The good yeah. poll, Scott. He could have, yeah, he could have gotten somebody in a headlock and they made him vote for him. Yeah. I don't know if that's <laughs> against uh, voting rules, but. It would be more entertaining. Look at that guy. If he had a horn, he would have won. He looks big. Maybe he's only like 5'2", but he just looks <laughs> five, he'd like he'd be seven feet tall. All right. 
Here's my favorite one. Monster Mutt. <laughs> Monster Mutt. Monster Truck or Wrestler? Uh, is it a trick? No. Yeah. No. No, I mean, I'm asking Kato. Uh, I, mean, I think he's it baiting is. us. It's a, big, it's a big wrestler who Shaggy uh, hair. has ears, like floppy ears. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like an Australian shepherd. Yeah, yeah. It's a mix. he's a mix. He's a mutt. So he's, okay. you know, he's part lab. He's part uh, yeah. poodle. He's yeah. a labradoodle. A human oh. labradoodle. Yeah, I'll, I'll say wrestler. Okay. Uh, golly, I don't want to do the same thing, but I got it. Okay, yeah, truck, I mean. Okay. Yes, there it is. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. Look at Monster Mutt doing its thing. It does have yeah, floppy ears. That's old. That's like, what, 70s? Yeah, no, it made its debut in 2003, <laughs> and it's had spinoffs of Monster Dalmatians and Monster Rottweilers. It's got a tail. That yeah. so and cool. And ears. I know. Look floppy it, ears a, and everything. adorable. Okay, one more. How about that? <laughs> Okay, here we go. Medusa. Medusa. Monster truck or wrestler? Medusa. Okay. I don't want to play the odds. I'm a, I'm just going to go wrestler. It's got to be a wrestler. Medusa is, I think, uh, I think it's a woman wrestler, though. Mm-hmm. And I think she has snake hair. Uh, isn't, wasn't that the... That was, yeah, the serpents yeah, for the her serpents, hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's her bit, and she uh, <clears throat> turned men to stone when yeah. she looked at them. Yeah, her closing move is kind of like Jake the Snake Roberts. <clears throat> she drops a bunch of snakes on their face when they're. Ooh, yes. Wow. That was very cool how Achilles, though, used his shield as a mirror and used her own power on herself and turned guy, her into this stone. Guy, I mean, how much Greek. Uh, like, well, you brought it up. <laughs> no, you opened but the seriously, door. Did you, like, major in this? In I college? was a big nerd and had nothing else to read, so was. I read about mythology. Yes, I believe that she is a wrestler. Yeah, Medusa. It's a uh, trick. Both Monster Truck and oh. Wrestler. Deborah Maselli started her career oh, in Debbie. 1984 as wrestling on various circuits. Then, get this, in 1999, she decided to jump in Monster Trucks. What? Under the same name, Medusa, she drove that truck and became a world champion in, like, freestyle. Wow. How about that? Crossover. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, dual sport She's athlete. She's the Deion Sanders of She's Monster a, Truck and exactly. Wrestling. Two sport athlete. I yeah. love that. That's great. Yeah. And doesn't have serpents in her hair. No. Even better. No, well. Not that we can not that we can prove. I think she has Florida ties somehow. Okay, well we gotta get her on. Can we, we should. get her on the We should no. let's is, try. Is she still doing either one of those things? She's a uh, she works in the behind the scenes for wrestling. Okay. But they also what I read was that she owned some pet grooming business. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds perfect. Does she Monster Mutts? Does she also is that groom, the name of it? Does she groom goldfish? Could we get a three for one here? There we go. That'd be nice. I oh, want to issue a correction too. It was Perseus who killed Medusa. I didn't Ooh. want all the all the okay, green mythology guys out cares. there. To, nobody knows. No, there are anything. people who would let me know. Yeah, not I. No. <laughs> yes, Stop, they would. Please. Okay. I want to get this. This is a podcast of record. Yeah. Okay. You know. All right. Very good. That was fun. I like how you came up with that one, BK. Good all one, right. BK. Very good job. Good. Okay, to get more NodPod in your life, go to fox13news.com slash NodPod, hit the QR code, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, and the podcast will go straight to your phone each and every week. Uh, big thanks to uh, our guest today. Wow, yes. we, I mean, Drew McIntyre, so we got into the whole wrestling bit, Royal Rumble coming to the Bay Area, and, uh, and then uh, we had a goldfish. Yes, thank Garnet you. And, yeah, thank Re- you to Reagan. Reagan and Jack. Yes, Jack. The next tattoo. Let's let's debut it here on the No Off Days podcast. All right. Much thanks to Chris, BK, and our studio crew, Lewis, back there. All right. Until the next time we are on, there are no off days. I don't think that's the same. No, it's made it to all the games.